Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew. In front of me is my good friend, Calvin McGowan. Calvin, go ahead and tell people. What's up, everybody? Unfortunately, I haven't finished my bracket yet. I'm working on it. Calvin, it's okay, bro, because to be honest with you, uh, I saw an article about 1 through 68 this morning, and the first time I saw the full bracket was probably like 20 minutes ago, man. Like, I'm, I'm excited, but not excited at the same time. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited, because, like, basically since I think about 10th grade, it's kind of been a thing for me, like, making a bracket. Like, it usually gets to, like, it's, it definitely shattered a bit by the second weekend. Like, all of your, like, educated guesses and, like, knowledge of, like, things that matter just thrown, like, dashed against the rocks by reality. But, um, but now, nah, like, I'm kind of excited because there was no, like, March Madness last year. Yeah. Like, there, there was no NCAA tournament. And, like, last year would have actually been really, really interesting because there were a bunch of teams that were good for the first time since, like, the 50s. Like, like, they've, like they had their best teams that they've had in, like, a half century. And, like, a lot, and, like, those, and, like, those teams didn't get a tournament. And it's tragic. Um, like, some like some of the, like there are players that returned from those teams, but like I don't even think like let me check like Dayton's not even in the tournament this year, and like they would have been like a one or two seed. Wait, who? Dayton would have yeah. like would have been like a one or two seed last year. Bro, you know, COVID robbed us of a lot of fun things, but hey. 2021's COVID has given us a bracket that we can finally get into. And uh, let's go ahead and get into our first topic today. Calvin, of all of these number one seeds, we're talking about Gonzaga, we're talking about Baylor, we're talking about Illinois, we're talking about Michigan. Who's going home first? So I'm going to make the argument with, at least with the information that I currently have. And, like, if you ask me Wednesday, I might have some different answers for you. Yeah. Um, but probably Michigan, because they're going to be without um, Isaiah Livers. And he's one of their better players, important yeah. piece. Um, and, like, that leaves them vulnerable. And while, it, while I don't think it'll happen... That's like if if a one seed loses to a sixteen seed, generally one of the things that has to happen is an important player gets hurt. Like again, they probably won't because like it basically never happened between the men's and women's tournaments. It's happened twice. Um. So like that's not something to bet on, but like that'll almost certainly send them home. Or like they're going to miss him. Yeah. Um. Probably sooner rather than later. Um, if he were not hurt, my money would probably be on Baylor, not because like like the as being like most vulnerable, not so much because they are like even though like they're one of they're like even as one seed they're probably like one of the better like they're probably second to Gonzaga, like yeah. depending on like how you feel about it that day. But they've also missed a lot of 
time in total due to COVID. And like that does seem to have affected them. It's like they've dropped two games close to the season. I think they're la- they lost their last one. Um, but you know, if they get in form, they they'll they'll run. They'll probably run through most of the bracket for real, because most of the season it was basically them and Gonzaga, exactly, and everybody else. Yeah, um, and I, I fully agree with you here on that that Michigan pick. I don't think anybody else outside of like we what you were saying with Baylor. I don't think anybody else has a harder eight nine seed like winner to go up against. Like Illinois is either going against Loyola Chicago or Georgia Tech, which are two capable programs, but uh they not Illinois. They don't got Kofi Cockburn. Like there's no Ayodonsumu. Like there's like there's some there's some pros there. I mean, Georgia Tech does have the, you know, reigning ACC player of the year. So but there's two pros compared to what? The ACC player of the year in like a couple other dudes. Like they've apparently haven't been terrible. Like I yeah. I feel like I'm sorry, I'm just not a big pastor and fan. But like they played fine. Like they they're seventeen and eight on the year, yeah. eleven and six in conference. Um like just won well, the ACC tournament. They too. have three dudes averaging over like like fifteen or more points per game. Yeah. Hey, I I agree with you that this is this is the toughest one, but I I would almost say North Carolina and Wisconsin, whichever one of those teams might be better than Georgia Tech, or at least a harder matchup than Georgia Tech, just from like a ta- talent standpoint and how many guys they're going to be able to throw at you. Um, and then if we're looking at the Oklahoma Missouri team again, another. Really good two teams, but when you look at who they're going to be going against in Gonzaga, that it's yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like they, like they, they're not neither. Neither team is beating Gonzaga. I don't. Think. Yeah. And then uh, LSU or St. Bonaventure, you you got people to worry about who were dangerous on both of those teams. Like those are two really solid units that Michigan has to then play without one of their best shooter scorers, as you were saying with. Livers apparently do shooting like almost like close to sixty percent on like open catch and shoot uh, shots. So that sucks for them, considering that their big man draws a lot of attention. But he know. also averages like eight. I mean, like seven rebounds a game. Yeah, seven point yeah. six rebounds a game. Like, wait, no, my bad, six. I was looking at the wrong person. But like, they're gonna miss him. He's averaging 13.6 rebounds to assist. Yeah. I'm just glad I don't root for Michigan. I ain't got to win. That's, that's one less stress for me. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking about number one's falling, I guess what we have to get into next, who do you think is going to be one of our Cinderella's of the day? One of hmm. And, and for this exercise, I will consider anybody seventh seed or lower. They they can they can be considered as your Cinderella. Um. Hmm. 
Actually, I'm looking at some of these seven seeds. I don't like the idea of Florida being the uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm like I'm like like some of these like high major conference teams have some fairly low seeds. Yeah, like yeah, you, they may or may not have actually gotten in with a full season, but you know that's a separate conversation. Yeah. Um, but. It's like I like the idea of Loyola Chicago because they had that run a couple years ago. Um, their center, who their center, who was a who was like a freshman when they had that run, mm-hmm. he's a senior now and he's pretty solid. Um, but partially, this is what I'm gonna have to get back on you on. Like, but like I don't think it's gonna be a 15 seed this year. Yeah. Um, like just you know, trying to glance and get a feel. Like it's like I grant it's like it's possible. Like it's not out of the realm possibility. Like if I was to pick a fifteen seed, it'd probably be Grand Canyon because like I was not a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. But you know they're also amazing on offense. And so like, but like if if there was a like they, I would probably pick them as the most clear, like clearly vulnerable to. Yeah. Um. Like, Iona plays Alabama, and like I'm gonna look into it more, but like Iona's not getting Alabama. Like they, they lost to Morgan State earlier in the season. In fairness, Morgan State hasn't been that bad. Like it's, I, but like, there are much better teams, like in this bracket. <laughs> but if but like they also coached by Rick Patino, you know, Hall of Fame coach. So like who knows, he might pull something out of his ass. It happened. I don't know, man. That's that's a big something that you gotta pull out of there, bro. I don't think he got that. That's a lot of elasticity back there, big dog. Um. <laughs> yeah, but he only has to do it once. Well, I mean then there's the rest he only has to do it against Alabama once. <laughs> exactly. Everybody is it's a new matchup from there. But I don't know, man. I, I really think uh like you were saying, is it's gonna it's gonna have to be one of those uh high major low seed guys. I don't really see um any of I don't really see any of the lower seeds well, like the lower double digit seeds making out of it like the second weekend. Like, um, uh, I mean, like Loyola Chicago is probably best bet. Um, wait, hold on. don't quote me, but didn't they end the season rank? Who Loyola Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I'm not sure, but they're also considered an eighth seed. Like, uh, yeah. I'm thinking of like uh, twelve or lower. Like uh, George Georgetown is making some noise, but they're also matched up against a really tough Colorado team this year. So, like, that is a team that I would definitely say, or even, like, uh, Michigan State. Like, Michigan State has enough, uh, like, older guys who have been through this where I feel like with Tom Izzo, maybe they can make something, and they're considered, uh, they got to do the play-in game against UCLA. They're considered, like, an 11 seed. But I would also, it would upset my stomach a lot to be looking at Michigan State as a Cinderella. Outside of you know their numbering, yeah. 
Um, and like the thing with Georgetown was like they won their conference, like they won their conference tournament. They beat the mess out of Creighton. Yeah, it's bad. But like they went in hat with a losing season. Yeah, I mean Georgetown's been like playing, of course, in the tournament. They've been playing like really solid basketball, like leading into it. So, like. I'm interested to see what Georgetown does, but I don't got no faith. Like, your your record says a lot about you at this point. I know we probably should ride on the last five games, but nah. I mean, it'll be a good time to see how good of a coach Ewing is. Yeah. Um, also, like, mm-hmm. I was just going to add in Creighton. Lost that game and also one of the best recruits that they were considering getting in Ty Ty Washington. So that sucks. Just yeah, I was wondering about that actually. So just kind of like, wait, weren't you like, why did he? De- oh, well, don't really matter. Hey, Ty Ty Washington was too cold to be going to, um, too cold to be going to Creighton. And there's nothing, it's not against Creighton. Really just don't think anybody else noticed how cold he was until he committed to Creighton. But, yeah, Loyola Chicago in, ended the season ranked 17. Okay. Um, which is, which actually, like, the AP has them ranked ahead of Creighton. Um, whether or not that is correct is a whole other thing. They're just rankings after all. But it puts them ahead of Creighton and Villanova, who are both higher seeded than them. Yeah, I think we can agree those two teams that uh, that you named are probably going to be better than Loyola Chicago. Like as a whole unit, maybe like body of work type thing. I mean, like they're probably the higher seed because like part of how like they do selection is about resume, but like the advantage that teams in bigger conferences have, it's, it's just... And, like, the thing is, that it's not like they value percentage. They just value the raw number, like, how many wins, right? But it's just, like, you have five wins against quad one teams, but you played 15 games against them. Like, it's just, like, if you play enough games, you, you should eventually luck into a win. Yeah. Which, and, like, I'm not saying the wins count for nothing, but it's just kind of, like, for me, I kind of value the percentage more. Like, the number matters, but it's just, like, at a certain like at a certain point it's just like well correction i feel like i should part of why i value percentage more is because you know teams that aren't in you know these major conferences aren't going to get the same opportunity exactly. especially once they start getting good and a lot of the high major teams don't want to schedule them anymore um but because they don't get those opportunities i feel like i shouldn't necessarily hold it against them but they only have two or three like game especially if like they won most of them or all of them but you know i'm not on the committee yeah it seemed like a lot of solidish teams were kind of left off the bubble this year and that's uh i imagine it's probably hard to make those final changes due to like covid and not really getting the full reshuffle so you kind of Especially the way your system set it up, you have to lean towards who you've seen, which is always mm-hmm. trash. Yeah. 
It's like, well, this isn't really Apple. Like, Memphis, I think, was generally considered one of the first four out. It was just like, we didn't have the resume, but unlike some of the teams, like, we're, we're thinking about when we talk about this, we played, we had the game, we didn't win them. At mm-hmm. the beginning of the season was ass. Um, but it would have been fun to see them in, though. Like, they played some really good games against Houston. Well, I literally have no idea who is on your roster. I have literally no... Like, y'all had, like, two good recruiting classes back-to-back. I have no idea who's on your roster. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Any... I didn't know. Grimes is pretty good, actually, for Houston. Oh, Quentin Grimes? No, Quentin Grimes is cold. Yeah, he used to go to Kansas. Wait, why did he... you know why he transferred? Um... I don't fully know the whole story about why he transferred, but um, what I can see is it seemed like a little bit of like a lack of opportunity. Like I think Kansas didn't exactly have like a stellar um, like recruiting class that year. It, It was solid, but it wasn't like a stellar one, but they already had so much depth from other years that I think it was like a tad bit hard for him to find minutes at that point that early in his career. Now, do I think right. he he could have been he could have played at Kansas and by like his junior year we see uh, a little bit of the critting grounds that we're seeing at Houston. Yeah, but now if we would have seen that as fast, nah, I th- I think it's a different different level of like comfort and whatnot. And I I completely like go where go where they gonna love you and where you can be comfortable. Ain't nobody mad at that. Part of me wants to be like, this is who I think it'll win, but I haven't gone through all my stuff. But like, my personal money is on Gonzaga. Like, uh, like I think they'll at least make the championship game. Like, they're just too much better than everybody else so far. Yeah. Like, they have to have a really bad game. Dudes have to get hurt or something. And if you go uh, like pound for pound, I their bracket is was set up for them to have the easiest role. But it's almost like by far the easiest road. Like a lot of the major teams that are in here, they've already beat. Mm-hmm. Like they already beat Iowa. They already beat Kansas. Like the big names, they they've already they've already crushed. Like here's here's yeah like here's what I like about like how Mark Few does it and like how they did it. Like they were trying to schedule everybody. Like they would have gotten Baylor, but like folks got COVID, yeah. and like so that didn't happen. I think this is what I also appreciate about Mark Few and what he did this year. Mark Few put everybody on his calendar. He thumped everybody. (laughs) And he didn't have to. Like, I think if he would have went the way... He needed to for Jalen Suggs' uh, individual draft stock. It may be like Corey Kispert. But Personally, for him to go win, like, the championship, he didn't have to give us all these goods. Like, he didn't have to give us all these games. He didn't have to give us Kansas, Iowa, for real. I think Gonzaga, just off, like, sheer dominance, even if they would have played, like, three or four, and then they would have just went around and just knocked out mid-majors, I think they would have been so dominant that they still would have deserved the number one seed. Maybe, like, I think, well, one, I feel like to be, Mark Few or a dude like him or I suppose to a 
lesser extent, um, McDermott, like the like the dude who stays at, you know, that team like builds them up. Like you have to have a certain mindset, right? Yeah. And like with you, it's like we're good. I know we are good. We are playing everybody. Like you have to, and and like the thing is, it's a, like it's a thing where it's just like if nothing else, right? When they get to Selection Sunday or like after we've like run through our conference because we are far and away the best, even though there's another top 25 team here. Like that nobody, like they can't say we didn't play anybody, even though like there are apparently a handful of people somewhere in the world making that very strange argument. I think it's just recency bias. Cause like, how's that even recency uh, bias? Like, what did you, <laughs> like you didn't even got to scroll back that far to see who they played. That's like 10 games ago. I mean, like, yeah, but it's also, like, further back yeah. in terms of, like, time. And I think for a minute there were people who would argue that, like, Baylor was better than Gonzaga. And that was part of Because, like, Gonzaga, like, was whooping people, like, the people that people cared about on the front end. Mm-hmm. Baylor had to do, like, did most of theirs on the back end. And then, you know, they lost some games. But they, but prior to that, they'd still basically been one of the best teams. Like, you know, so they're still a one seed. Yeah. Um, how many number one seeds do you think are going to get to to the final weekend? I feel like this is almost a dumb question because I know, for me, I could pencil in two two teams. Right now, and that's Baylor and Gonzaga. Just looking at their bracket, um, I'm not. I don't think Gonzaga will have a scare until the Sweet 16. Um, and then Baylor, Baylor's going to have their challenge early in the second round, as far as I'm concerned, and they might be able to bump their way to the to the Final Four from there. I feel like if they get like if they win two games, they're probably going to like if they if they if, like if they get to the Sweet Sixteen, they're they're probably getting to the Final Four. Yeah, uh, at In fairness, like even though like usually like I'm always rooting for the underdog, I kind of want to see that Baylor Gonzaga game that we mm-hmm. didn't get because like it it will be a, if it happens, it'll be amazing. Yeah, just just from like a strictly fan standpoint, I want that collision because it there's more storylines that just pump up, and hopefully, like the players are listening, so they you naturally gonna get that feeling. It's, it's a final four matchup, pretty much. But like, just adding on that little that little sugar on top. I mean, to tell me we was already we was already supposed to tell everybody who's number one this season, but COVID happened. But we get to do it again. Like it's it's destined. It's destined. That's as far as I'm concerned. If these two match up, that's the championship game. The yeah. one we watch afterwards, like whether win, win, lose, or draw, we we saw we saw the best two teams play against each other. Oh, let me see something right there. Wait, are they on the same side? They're not. Okay, thank God. Yeah, because like I really want it to be a championship game and not like a final four game.
Um, but yeah, I'm tripping. No, they're not on the same side. That is the championship yeah. game. But yeah. that's a tad lane. That's a tad lane. That's oh no, t- I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I don't know. Like after running through everybody, the two best teams in the country, you know, go head to head to see who gets who gets to bring home a banner. Yeah. It wouldn't it be so, the first banner for either team. I. That's a good question. Let's see. I know it would be the first for Gonzaga. Baylor University. I'm pretty sure Baylor only got good at basketball fairly recently. <laughs> yeah, the first time I really hear about, remember hearing about Baylor making some noise was like 2012, 2013. And they have not. They have lost. Uh, they lost one time in 1948. Ah. Now, they made it to the Final Four the last time. In 1950. Both before my parents were born. Before your parents were born. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shoot. Elite 8, 2012. Sweet 16, 2017. 32, 2019. And, you know, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Also, um, completely unrelated to the tournament because, like, they're not in it. But Duke will be missing the tournament for the first time in 26 years. It's okay. <laughs> like, Kentucky will also be missing it for the first time in a while. Um, but Kentucky was worse. So much worse. I don't know. This is the first year that I do not have any delusions that Kansas will win it. For real? You know, any any other year, any other year I can psych myself up. Any other year I can lie to myself. Any other year. This year. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do the two piece. Sweet 16. I'm okay with that. This is a sweet 16 team, and I'm okay with that. Like usually I look at them and be like, no, we we're going all the way. We're going all the way. And after a year where it was like a chance that we were the absolute best team in the country. Even after that, I'm still like, okay, that's Sweet 16. And I'd be super proud of these dudes. Right. Question, though. What like, what, what's with the head? Like, maybe, I don't know if you watched, like, what your hesitation with being like, they can go past this, get past the Sweet 16. They. <clears throat> One thing, I just saw Jalen Wilson did not travel with them to Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, when there's, like, a crutch time, you need, like, a big play, Jalen Wilson should probably be, if he is not your number one guy that who has the ball in his hands, he needs to be on the floor. Like, he's he's came up clutch several times with Kansas. If this is a thing where, um, let's say it's protocol, but let's say this is a thing where he's actually sick in – uh, or like he's injured and he doesn't play uh, that first game. Let's see who they play. Kansas. First game's Eastern Washington. They play Eastern Washington. Who I'm not. I'm not afraid of. We have like four guys who are basically NBA players physically. I'm not worried about it. But when we get into harder matchups, like um, the winner of that six eleven game. Yeah. 
Like, I personally don't think there's a lot we can do against uh, UCLA. I mean, USC. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they have some solid guys over there. They have Evan Mobley. Um, if you can match us size-wise, not sure what we have. We, we don't have, like, a lot. We don't have really a guy who's just an amazing shot creator like we've had in years past where we can give the ball to Dotson. We can get a ball to... Um, we can get a ball to Mason. We just don't have that this year. And I'm, this is one of the, this looks like old Kansas basketball where there's not like a superstar. There's a bunch of dudes who really know how to just play the game and kind of look like pro guys. They're just not super special in sweet 16. I got faith in y'all. I think I can do it. I think I can get to win. So maybe it's just like a personal thing, but like, on the chance that, like, Wichita makes it to play y'all, I, I don't think y'all are winning that one. It's not, like, I don't have any reason on the part of, like, Wichita being a clearly better team. I just think they're going to want it more. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, see, I feel the same way about Drake. Drake had, Drake had a really good season. I think Drake is going to be a little bit more responsive. And um, I like this team. They are tough, but how tough? Like, like, how many times can you get punched in the mouth? And this isn't really a team that has, like, a super counter punch. They got a bunch of dudes that can fight. They ain't got no counter punches. And I respect that. It's just, you're going to have to counter punch. Like, somebody's, somebody's going to have, somebody's going to get the March Madness juice and just have a moment with you. And you need to have that moment back. And that's just not what Kansas is. Bother do this year, and it's nothing wrong with them. I like Bill Self. I want all these. Well, I want all these guys to come back next year. They can do it. Um, but yeah, I just Kansas ain't showed me enough this year. They they've been shaky all season, and it's the big guys. Like there's this is Kansas is clearly like a tier two team as far as I'm concerned. Like they're they're a threat, but even in like the tier twos, like the other the other tier two teams were like, I think I can fight you. I think I can beat you up. Yeah, yeah. I think we get on this mat. It's a whole nother story. And I appreciate that. Question. All right. So, do you think you know the winner of the Michigan State UCLA game can end up making any noise in the tournament? Yes. Um, I can't count out Michigan State, like, ever, because there's always a bunch of older dudes, and there's Tom Izzo. But there's two things you should always be worried about with Michigan State. It's Tom Izzo and dudes that's been on that roster for, like, three four years. They just kind of get it. They'll get mad. They tend to figure things out. And as far as I'm concerned, Aaron Henry in at this stage in his career is a dude that you should be kind of worried about. And um, in games like this, where it's one it's single elimination, you mean to tell me I just got to beat you once? Like, I, don't, I don't have to be better than you. I just got to be better than you right now. And I, I think that's one of those dudes that if you just kind of, you challenge him for that, he can, he can kind of push you over the, the hill enough. Uh, like what I was talking about with Kansas, he's he's a counter punch guy. Like he's gonna be able to he's gonna be able to hit you, take a hit, and then hit respond. 
And um, I think as long as you got some guys like that on your team, you're next. You you have a chance. Um, now, with that being said, either one of those teams have to go against Texas, and I don't think either either of those three teams. I don't think they got the horsepowers to mess with Texas. That's a that's a different type of that's a different type of league. Right. Like I, four I, dudes that are like six eight or taller that all are freakish. Like you, you ain't gonna be able to. You're not gonna be able to stop Greg Brown, Jericho Sims, and the other guy whose name I forget who is shaping up to kind of look like a lottery pick or at least a first round pick at this point. They're a uh, third center. I I can't think of that man's name right now. Uh, Kai Jones. Yes, Kai Jones. Like you, that's it's a lot of athleticism to deal with on for forty minutes. And like most of the scoring actually comes from the backcourt. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I've liked Coleman for a while actually. Like I kind I kind of like this Texas team. Like I like Tim. Like I like Coleman. Jones is a good like is is good. Um like I like their coach. You know, Chaka Smart's a good coach. And like he finally has a team that is healthy and like old. <laughs> <laughs> like with where you at where it's like, you know, seniors and juniors. And like they've been good. They've been Good all year. Um, so like they, they they could you know hang around a while, I think. and I think probably that whole crew is interested in sticking around a while for the tournament. So they're probably gonna play like it, and like Coleman and Jones are liable to just like bear you kind of quick if you're not careful. Yep. Yeah, that's the um, that's a team that I almost feel like is built for tournaments like this. You mean to tell me not only do you have to offensively stop like two or three guards who can get you fifteen and twenty points a game, but you also have to defensively battle three guys with like seven foot six wingspans who just can athletically put a hand by the rim anytime you shoot. Like uh that's a that's a tough combination where it's just that much physicality in that much scoring. Like it's a rough day. And you gotta match them at some point in a track meet because you're not gonna be able to slow them down the entire time. And you no, this is a shock of smart thing. And it's gonna be a very and like it's been in the game or two I've caught they've been yeah. Like it's yeah, it's it's something. It's kind of something to behold, honestly. Hey, between me and you, you know a game that I can't wait to watch? This oh. Texas versus Abilene Christian game? Mm-hmm. I need you to understand, for me, this is probably going to be one of those matchups that get out of hand. Like, go look at um, Abilene Christian's roster, and it's nothing against them. If you look up with the team is made of they're they're having like a really good season i do not think i think this is going to be one of those games that just kind of get out of hand really fast 
Like, I think there is going to be that much of a difference athletically and talent-wise that it's just going to be, like, after... By halftime, we're going to see, like, a double-digit lead. Like, a severe double-digit lead. Like, I would love to be wrong, but I want to be right so much more. Just for entertainment purposes. I think that, I think this could be a good little thumping to start off... Uh, to start off the tournament. They... Their center's going to have to work a lot. Yeah. And it's not like it's a really big team either. It's like they have some dudes with size. But like... Some of them are kind of young. And fairly small. Mm-hmm. Like, their center has decent size. And, you know, just browsing through the numbers, is their best player. But he's one dude, and, like, I'm willing to bet he can't run with them. Yeah. Let, let's just say I've covered Greg Brown, who mm-hmm. is playing for Texas. And I've also covered some guys who play for Abilene Christian. We're talking about different type of different caliber athletes. And, and by different, I mean, like, severely different. So, uh... They are school from in-state, but uh, I don't think they'll get this one. But, like... Without a, without a chance. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, my thing. Maybe maybe this is just from, like, memories of, of brackets where, like, I didn't know teams were, like, like were in the same state. I think there was a, a... Back when, um... Ohio State had, a but Aaron Kraft and um, what's it? Uh, you talking about the big man? Yeah, I can't remember his name, no. but I really liked him right now. Um, Jared. Jared Sullivan. Jared Sullivan. I hold on. Let me. Okay, I think so. Sullinger. Sullinger. <laughs> yeah. I I liked him and like he was good in the NBA for a second and then he just wasn't and I that never made sense to me. Yeah. But I think it had to do with like just didn't act right or something. Regardless, um, but like they like it was a tournament game against like Dayton, right? And like I think I picked Ohio State because like I like Ohio State. I like Kraft. I like uh, Sullinger. But like I didn't know that like Dayton was like an in-state rival. And like and like the thing with in-state rivals is that in most cases the NCAA tournament's the only time you're ever gonna play them. Yeah. Like especially like if you're not like Wichita State is never gonna get a chance to play Kansas for real outside of like the NCAAs. Kansas just won't schedule the game. And so like one of my things is like the the team that's generally considered to be not as good and may or may not be as good is gonna come in hungry. And like if if they and like a ten, I think they have a tendency to like come in hungrier in those games. Um and so that's why it's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe I have to think about this. But it's also like, I really like this Texas team. So like I probably won't change my decision, but I won't be surprised if I'm wrong. All I got to say, <clears throat> if they are hungry enough to beat this Texas team, 
they are also hungry enough to I don't know. What's, what's some ridiculous challenge? Like, have you ever seen those ridiculous, like, uh, food challenges where it's like a 20 pound meatball that you gotta mm-hmm. eat in like two hours? They could do that too. If they beat Texas, they could do that too. Like, that's that's where they need to go after the, as a team. Like, you, you're on a roll today. Go win another thing. Like, it's really their only hope. Like, they just have to, they're just gonna have to outwork them the entire time. Yeah, fair enough. And that's like, a hard job. I'm, I wouldn't sign up for it. But that is also why I am 24. And I'm, we're talking here today. And like, like Texas is also a good rebounding team, which is a thing that I think opens you up. Like, if a bad rebounding team is vulnerable, it's like a good... Because, like, if you're a good rebounding team, you're kind of just a good rebounding team. Yep. Um, and so, also, that's one of the things I look for with stuff is, like, can a team rebound? Are they playing against? Is a team that's not good at rebounding up against the team that is? Because, like, again, it doesn't matter that you can out, that you're a better team than me if you don't have the ball, or if you just let me keep taking shots right under the rim. Yeah, we saw that already happen with uh, Kansas and Baylor this year. So, and if they supposed to be on the same level and. I don't got no faith. I don't got no type of faith. <laughs> um, Calvin, is there anything else you want to throw in here, my brother? Um, not. I don't think there's anything I can think of off the top of my head now. Um, you, you wanted to look at you know how teams compare to like what people expect them to be earlier in the season. But I don't really remember most of that, other than Duke was supposed to be good, Kentucky was supposed to be good, and they're not here. Yeah, um, Michigan State was not supposed to be an 11 seed? Nah. Um, Shoot. Oklahoma but, State? Oklahoma State wasn't even supposed to be here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> were they even supposed to? Because I'm like, yeah, because like, it's a situation where like, they like you got like the best player in the country, but like you're not one of those teams that typically does. And like it's not like you were collecting a ton of talent like that. Yeah. But you know, they made it work somehow. And I still haven't gotten to watch a game because the Memphis Houston game started later than it was supposed to. Yeah. So I didn't get to see them play Texas, but he was in foul trouble and like it ha- he had three fouls before halftime. In that game, so you talking about Kate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, bro. I'm I'm just really interested in seeing uh, that winner of if Oklahoma State wins, whoever is coming out of that Tennessee Oregon State. I think that's going to be a really really fun game, especially if Tennessee gets a uh, gets um. Oklahoma State. You're going to be tired of seeing Orange by the end of that game. But, um... Oh, yeah, there, there's something I saw. There's a lot of teams wearing orange in this bracket. Yeah, but that that's going to be a heck of a, a matchup, especially if they get Tennessee. Because Tennessee already has those, uh, Jaden Springer and the other guy who's supposed to be a lottery pick. If 
They tag team. He's a what? Uh, no, they have like another guard who his name always slips me, but he's he's still listed as like a top twenty prospect for Tennessee. Uh, uh Keon Johnson? Yes, Keon Johnson. Yeah, and Keon Johnson is, is a is a hell of a defender. So seeing him at six five guarding Cade, who's supposed to be six eight, two fifteen, like I think that might be one of the uh cooler underrated matchups of the second weekend, if we can get that in. Well, first weekend, I guess. I think there was something I was thinking about. Maybe uh, I don't even remember no more. Well, yeah. the Loyal Chicago Georgia Tech game should be fun. If no, nothing else. Yeah. Um, I feel like Texas Tech might be a little bit lower than we thought as a collective at the beginning of the year. I mean, I wasn't thinking about Georgia. Uh, wait, who? Texas, Texas Tech? Tech. Okay, I was about to be like Georgia Tech. Like I wasn't thinking about him at all at the beginning of the year. Not at, not at all, bro. I was like, hey, that's that's the team that uh. <laughs> but yeah, I think people. I think we expected Texas Tech to be better because, like, prior to this year, they have tended to be pretty good. Um, I think I would have. I probably would have expected Dayton to find their way in here somewhere. It's like they've been consistently good for a minute. Um, yeah, but, you know, you, they, I guess they didn't win their conference and they didn't get, you know, the resume they needed. It happened. Yeah. Easy. Um, I feel like we. Pro- I probably expected Villanova to be better. Like than like a five seed. Yeah. Just because they're usually better than that. Yeah. As a person who just does not fully... Like Villanova, mm-hmm. um, I forgot about them. Like I do every year. Yeah, I understand. Like they're just kind. Of, it's like they're both part of the furniture and like destroy people on the regular. Yeah. Like if uh, like I I stopped paying attention to them after like the Jalen Brunson years, and um, they were still good. So it slightly upset me because. It's not like they were like losing early. It's like oh, you you just you just want to pop up randomly and start winning. I don't I don't enjoy this. You're ruining everything. I can't remember if it was Nova's coach or uh, West Virginia. There's this quote I saw that I saw it kind of stoked me with. It was talking about college basketball. Like you want to get old and stay old, and Virginia stays old consistently. Shoot, I feel like that's the one thing that saves Kansas consistently. Makes sense. Like you're always you always got juniors and seniors. Exactly. I remember when it was real bad when we were having like six and seven year seniors. At least dudes that seem like six and seven year seniors. <laughs> What's buddy's name? Uh Harry Ellis. And it's very funny considering Perry Ellis was only there for four years. I think it's his fault for looking super old. Wait, he was only okay. Yeah. Just... yeah, yeah. Perry Ellis just looked really old. Perry Ellis looked like he was twenty-five when we were like sophomores in high school. 
Like, if you go back and watch the highlights, this is like a grown man with, like, a taper fade and everything just out here giving people buckets, wearing his little gold chain. It's like, come on, man. You ain't, you ain't got to disrespect us like that. We kids. Um, Bama's better than I thought they'd be. Yeah. I think that's a... They... People have talked about uh, Alabama's success this year being, like, one part talent and two parts, uh, like, coaching. Like, uh, even to the point where, like, some experts believe that, uh, I want to say, I was listening to, like, Sam Vecini, that uh, there's a chance that Alabama's coaching, uh, Alabama's coach might get called up to, like, a bigger program. Cause he, he out here doing the X's and O's, like he tough with it. I mean, eh. yeah. It's just like I, it's like clearly how I think about some of these things different than a lot of people. It's just like you're already at Alabama, you're you're in a power conference, like you're getting good talent. You got JD Davidson coming next year. Yeah. Might as well stick around. Like granted, like Davidson's gonna need help, but like I'm pretty sure he's gonna have that. Um, he will not have John Petty though, sadly, because he's a senior. Yeah, and I also kind of, I'm actually kind of surprised he stayed four years. Yeah, shoot, John Petty can, and you know, John Petty's like still like pretty young. Because hmm. I think John Petty came in when he was like a like he was seventeen. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that uh the COVID waiver, he could come back for that fifth year, bro. You only twenty one. Come on, <laughs> you could drink on campus. He, oh, we one, he, turned, he apparently turned twenty two in December, and two. I, I like I'm not gonna lie. Like I thought he would have been in the league by now. Yeah, it happens. Um, that mostly covers it. Like, BYU's up in here, what, they're ranked at the end of the season. But like everybody else, they got the crap beat out of them by Villanova. I mean, not crap, I said Villanova. (laughs) Gonzaga. Yeah. The damage is done. But, (laughs) but, you know, um... It'll be fun. Like, I was probably going to get beat by some team that plays defense. Um, like, Gonzaga's probably playing in the title game, barring something crazy. Um, yeah. First town will be fun, like, if they win that first game. Yeah. We get to watch True TV for the first time this year. True. <laughs> Wait, first time in two years, basically. Because I didn't much. watch True TV at all last year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah I know they need it. Advertising-wise. Shout out Actually, to tru- truthfully, I'm probably just going to like go on the NCAA's website and like watch all the games from there. Right. It's like channel hopping isn't like it's it's just easier when you can just click on it. Yeah. And you're trying to watch five games at the same time. Yeah. 
But we might have to uh, make an episode where we just talked about how bad are how bad of students we were during March Madness. Because I have like 10 stories where I'm just like, I got my phone open, I got my computer open in the middle of class. And it's like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> it's like, you, I purposely had an A all year, so you don't got to talk to me for the next two weeks. Like, I I feel like I wasn't that bad, but like, it's like you had it, you had it opening. Like, you had it on your phone in class. Like, it was down, but, like, it was on. And, like, I was probably paying a bit more attention to it than I was the schoolwork at that point in time. Dog, I was disrespectful. I was doing that shit in college. Oh, I'm talking about college. Like, high school, I just watched it, like, whenever I got the chance or whatever. Um, like Like, the first time I really did, like, I really watched March Madness, I'd gotten sick. Right before, like, and so, like, I had, so that, that first week or whatever, those, those first couple days, I just got to sit and watch. Like, I hadn't made a bracket or anything. I'm just like, it's on. I, I'm gonna watch it. And it's just like, this is amazing. You could always tell the, uh, the male teachers who were, like, at, like, either sports junkies or athletes, because they'd have it, like, on a projector. Like, it's like, we're not doing no work today, are we? <laughs> But, you know, it's always, like, it's always fun. But, like, it's, like, this is where my attention is at. Like, so, like, everybody, like, it's nice knowing y'all are here. I will be ignoring you for three days. I will see you on Monday. And you have a test. (laughs) I will see the test on Monday. (laughs) But yeah, Kevin, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I have been your host, Alan Pettigrew. And in front of me, my man, Calvin McGowan, will go ahead and sign us out of here. Uh, once again, everybody, you know, thank you for joining us. Um, I appreciate We appreciate all of you who stayed until the end. Of course, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're joining us, um, on YouTube, you know, like, share, subscribe, leave something in the comments. You know, matter of fact, what is your, because I think I asked, like, what's your least favorite one last time? What's your favorite uh, March Madness, like, memory? Um, Like, and if it is not Kansas hitting that buzzer beater in 2008, do not leave the comment. (laughs) Think about it in your head and keep it moving. Shots unprovoked. I was minding my business. But, uh, but yeah, y'all. And, you know, make your rackets enjoy their perfection for, like, the entire, what, three days or so that they last? Because um, we will be back here with destroyed brackets almost certainly on Monday. And my bracket is still intact. It will be a minor miracle. Ain't no minor miracles, baby. It's million-dollar miracles. <laughs> if, if I still look good on Monday, I want my money. 